Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. All right, Andy, so I don't know if you know like, right? What? Um, but Adam, Adam Liliana, yep. the Liverpool player, has been over in South Africa. Has he now? Yes, he's been getting um, treatment for his hamstring injury from like, the world's greatest rehab facility. And do you have some kind of information about what happened to him when he was exactly there in South Africa? Yep. Uncanny. You know, he actually, funny enough, he actually isn't this, isn't this interesting, Andrew? He actually got the injury when he was using his leg to point at an electricity substation <laughs> that was making an irritating hum. Okay. Yeah, it's an interesting thing to be irritated by, isn't it, Andy? Isn't was it, it a hum or a whistle? The hum. Mm. Um, it's the rehab facility is at a place called Greenpoint and they specialise in biokinetics, <clears throat> which is special exercises, right? right, and drugs that repair muscle. Now, did you notice then, Andy, I used the word rehab facility? <clears throat> I've got to admit, I didn't. You didn't? Is it crucial? Yes, I noticed that you didn't. <laughs> well, no, it's just that it makes it sound a bit like secret and Ooh. futuristic, doesn't it? Ooh, yeah. Rehab facility. Mm. So that's that's given this story quite a big kick, hasn't it? Bit of gravitas yeah. already, yeah. Anyway, it's supervising doctors called Tony... Uh, I don't know if... It's, I've got palladium, <laughs> but it's... I don't know quite how you say it. And him and Adam, Andrew, they got on like a house on fire. Right. Like Tony's like a real alpha male. Oh, yeah, like you me. Know. Oh, well, I was just going to say, just like me, and you've freaking came in there like that's Mr. an alpha male for you mate Mr Scissors so Tony oh, South African alright Adam you bitch we hit the graft don't fart on me and I won't tod on your panties ha 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 so you know he's that kind of bloke you know what I mean alpha male yeah, yeah. one of them so Adam says I oh, like you very much already I do we should go and have a fart on some cider later on in fact I fucking insist Tony says you're a gym, mate. You're a gym. I'll meet you at your hotel. This is going to be a great rehab. And they slap each other a bit, you know, like that's fun, isn't it? Yeah. For fellas and that. So it's just in fun. They slap each other. Well, the treatment's really scientific, Andrew. You know, Andrew, you know, like there's a special like pad attached to his thigh, special insoles put in his trainers right. that makes a vibration buzzer sound if he's not walking exactly how he should be, yeah? yeah? It's got an ankle bracelet thing that monitors blood flow, step rate, heart rate, location right. where he is, his blood sugar, the fucking lot, Ooh. right? Tony puts the gear on Adam and he's, Tony says, Oh, now, where you are? What you doing? How you moving? The whole gamut, you little bitch! <laughs> Don't ever take the bracelet off or you'll fuck up the treatment. I'll tell you what, bro. Your leg complexion is off the scale. Beautiful towns. What's your secret? I apply Sizzly. That's the brand. Sizzly Sage and Ginger Contouring Oil. 
every evening, and twice a day I rub in Evolve Satin Leg Gloss. It's non-greasy and adds a lovely sparkly sheen. They look yummy, mate. I thought you Liverpool lads used the Nivea range. What's his accent? <laughs> Adam Lallana. Oi, 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 oi. No, I wouldn't <laughs> touch that shit with my todding pole. Anyway, that even so that you know they're getting on with all the banter and that. And that evening, Adam's having a stroll around looking for a nice mustard V-neck jumper to tie around his neck. That'll look nice, wouldn't it? In Cape it would, lovely, yeah. Um, and he stops this bloke and asks him. He says, "Excuse me, Humphrey, do you know where there's a shop that sells luxury high-end cashmere sweaters?" Well, this bloke tells him he does. Um, asks Adam to follow him. Oh, aye, aye. Well, if I was there, Andrew, I would have intervened. But yeah. So he follows him and they slip off the main road and cut round the back of a multi-storey car park. Mm-hmm. So that's an interesting place to cut, cut round, isn't it? The car park. Can be. <laughs> so, hey, multi-storey, Andrew, that's a really nice way of indicating that a building's on several levels, isn't it? It is. Multi-storey. Yeah. Um, suddenly. Is that relevant? Suddenly, Andrew. Yeah. The bloke pulls out a machete. Take your trousers! Sorry? Take your trousers off and start feeding them into your anus, you slack bastard! <laughs> well, what can he do, Andy? He's got a machete at his throat. So he takes his trousers off and has to take the ankle bracelet off to do it. The man says, Fester, feed the left leg in first. Now put this tiny clown hat on and sing Fog on the Tine, the Gaza version, and keep fucking feeding! Well, he gets the left leg in, but then he turns to the man and says, Look, pal, there ain't room for a pair of 30-inch waist Hugo Boss skinny chinos up my arse. It's like trying to get a corn cob up a mouse's jacksy. Man says, Oh, OK, have it your way, you bitch! And the man swings his machete back, ready mm-hmm. to slice. Right. It's a big, sharp weapon. Just as he does so, bang! He's smacked across the back of his head Shit. with a prosthetic limb. It's Tony from the rehab facility. Yeah. I knew you're in trouble. Soon as I lost the signal from your gizmo. Adam, I fucking love you, Tony. Would he really have made me feed all of the chinos into my anus? Ah, you bet, mate. Last week, a bloke was forced to put a parker and a pair of Timberlands up there. Gangbangers, you gotta fucking love them. Now, should we go and get that drink, you bitch? Oh, I reckon. In fact, I fucking insist. And off they went to to get the drink. A happy ending. Phew. Some peril, some danger, some chinos. Imagine if he'd missed the World Cup because of that. Oh, yeah. Just from cutting through round the back of a car park. That's what can happen. (laughs) I've got this long story, Andrew. Do you want to do it now and get out of the way? Go on, then. So, um, I had to go up to Stockton. On tees for, yeah, for the uh, Alderman's annual summer fete. Listen to that, boys and girls. He, it's in this like big manor house just outside Stockton. It's got you know large. Does he cook your dinner for you? Is it like open house? N- no, it's not. It's much posher than that, Andrew. So I'm glad. Yeah. So imagine open house. This place you used to go to. Went once. Yeah, where they f- I'm sure they stole your property, went through your phones and everything. Just hand your coat in, sir. Um, I had to go to Stockton. He's got his summer fair, big manor house, big gardens, posh restaurant, chef from Cape Town. Um, got a spa, you know, you know they have a spa area. I'm talking posh, beautiful place, yeah? Yeah. Um, 
and out in the grounds for the for the fate, there's a bouncy castle, coconut shy, there's an owl handler, um, shire horses, balloon magic. So I'll just ask you, which would you have got? Which one of them are you drawn to? Coconut shy, bouncy castle, shire horse, owl handler. How close together was the owl handling and the balloon magic? Um, because that sounds like a recipe for disaster. They weren't that close. That's all right. In then. fact, in fact, the the owl handler was quite a peripheral figure. I would. <laughs> I would go for the owl. I always go for the danger. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, imagine little Andy <coughs> sat there staring at the owl, yep. asking questions. Where do you get the owl? How much does the owl cost? What does it eat? <laughs> Where do you get the mice from that does you feed it? sleep lying down? <laughs> How often does it blink? So, a big, but the main thing is some big marquee serving drinks, sandwiches, cakes, that sort of thing, Andrew. Right. right? So, I make my way up to the big tent, and there by the bar is the alderman with all his cronies, town Ooh. clerk, vicar with the twitch, town planner, all that lot, yeah? And he sees me straight away. Robert! 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 Come over here, Robert! There's someone I want you to meet, Robert! <coughs> so, over I go, you know, as you would. Robert, this is Mr. Peter Beardsley, Robert, <laughs> the footballer and his lovely wife, Robert. So I say, oh, hello, Peter. So, wow, it's, how nice to finally meet you. You know, he says, all oh, right, uh, Bob, are you on the you've, night? You've, you've, you've met him before. You met him at St. James's Park in an earlier episode. Did I? Yeah. Oh, Peter, <laughs> how nice to meet you again. <clears throat> yeah? There you go, that's better. All right, Bob, yeah, yeah, I'm in a nice time, you know, I am, like, you know. They've got a uh, bouncy castle and an owl that hoots. I said, yeah, Pete, I come every year. What about, um, what about you, Mrs B? It's fucking shambles. <laughs> it's full of fucking dials. There'd better be some fucking eggs on off a sharpish or we are fucking leaving. Peter says, uh, sorry about uh, that, Oliver, you know, uh, the, the wife rejected Jesus recently, like, and has had a right knack on ever since, you know, it, it's only the eggs, like, you know, that uh, can keep us stable, really. Robert? Robert, we must get some eggs for Mrs B. What's your preference, Mrs B? Well, fucking poor cheeses, best like, then fried, then soft boilers, then scrambled, then hard boilers. And if you get poor cheese, make sure the yellow is very fucking runny. You know, like butterscotch fucking sauce. Come on, Robert, let's see what we can find. Peter says, uh, I'll, I'll come along too, uh, that's all right, uh, you know, to ensure the eggs are uh, just... You know, just so for the wife, right? Uh, is that all right, love? Aye, I'll be fucking glad of the break from you, you fucking creepy pricks. <laughs> so me, Peter and the alderman walk off to the main house, you know, in search of eggs for Mrs B. The alderman says, Are you not a bit hot in that padded jacket, Peter? Um, ooh, I'm sorry to pull you up on that, alderman, but <laughs> this is not a padded jacket, it's a... Uh, Puffer puffer jacket. It's lightweight with a breathable mesh beneath the uh, puffer puffer chambers. But yeah, yeah, I am a bit fucking hot. Well, we enter the main building via like a back service door, and more or less we're straight into the kitchen, Andy. Mm -hmm. No one around. I suppose the staff are all out in the big tent looking after all that, yeah. you know. So we start looking around for some eggs. And the alderman and Peter go into one of them big walk-in fridge things, you know, and have a poke around, and I have a poke around in the cupboards. 
suddenly, Andy, I hear the fridge door slam shut, mm. yeah? And I hear, like, the click of it locking, you know? And I turn round, and there's this chef, you know, from Cape Town, the South African chef. He's got a meat cleaver in one hand. Fuck. And then, yeah. Imagine, I was really shocking. And an electric mixer in the other. And he says, Get if what are you doing in my fucking kitchen? I says, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, not, mate. I'm, ju- I'm just looking for some eggs for Mrs. Beads's, Mr. Beads's wife. You know, she she gets a bit wayward if she doesn't have a fix. Beardsley, the bloke has a problem with the young foreigns. <laughs> I says, yeah, well, we, you know, we don't know, <coughs> don't know that for for sure. <clears throat> he says, I'll tell you something for sure. And I don't say anything. He says, I'll tell you something for sure. Right. He says, I said, I'll tell you something for fucking sure. I said, all right, you want me to say, ask what? <laughs> right, so I said, oh, sorry, what? I'm glad to feed some kitchen utensils into your anus. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the big fridge, the Alderman and Peter are speaking. You know, they can't hear what's going on outside. Peter says, yeah, it seems like we, uh, we've got locked in, you know. Um, Bobble fetches in a minute, you know, he's a good lad. Well, Robert, better be quick about it. I'm freezing to death in here. Robert? Robert? Robert! <laughs> but I can't hear a thing. The old man says, You're a lucky bastard, you, Peter, having that quilted jacket. Um, <laughs> look, ooh, ooh, uh, ooh. Look, um, I'm sorry to have to bring a couple of things to your attention, but one, I am not little. I'm actually taller than me mum. And two, it is not uh, a quilted jacket. It's a puffer puffer jacket. It has a zip and a pressed stud clothing, twin line pockets and concealed hood. And yes, I am a very lucky bastard to have it. Suddenly Peter sees a tray of food on the shelf. What are you doing? What are you doing? Have you lost your marbles? No, I've not. I have sunk into a lumpy flux. Or to put it simply, I have just seen a tray of chicken wraps. Peter grabs himself a wrap, right, and bites straight into it, you know. Oh, that is bang on the money. That is like a nice watery Dutch tomatoes and lovely lumpy, lumpy chicken. Like a lovely lumpy chicken pillow. I could stay for hours and forget all my pain. <laughs> Bloody hell. Robert! 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 Meanwhile, I'm back in the kitchen. Take your strides off and bend over the waste bin! Well, Andy, what am I meant to do, right? He's got a meat cleaver in his yeah. hand. You, you understand, don't you? you? Just, I, I sympathise, put it that way. I mean, what would you do? I'd just do as I was told. Exactly. Yeah. Right, first off... Stop feeding the tea towel into your anus. Then the scaring bed and follow it with this gravy boat. Sorry, was it a cheap tea towel? I'm in the middle. I've got this. Did you not have a look? I didn't have a look. It was dirty. And follow it with this gravy boat right up. Well, Andy, I get the tea towel and the scouring pad up. All right. Yeah. To be honest with you. But I'm struggling just with the size of the gravy boat, you know? Yeah. Obviously. I said, look, I'm really struggling here, mate. You know, do you think you could give it a shove with your foot? 
and he says, well, he didn't like that, right? And suddenly he has um, the blade of his cleaver, right, resting on my forehead, right? <laughs> Get up or I'll cut your forehead off. I said, look, would it, would it be okay if I sat on it? You know, because that would help, wouldn't it, Andy? It might force it yeah, up. Yeah, of course. And potentially break its handle? Now you can fuck off with that! I said, look, hey, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but I just can't do it. Please, please don't remove me forehead. I mean, like, I, I need it, like, you know, for resting against train windows. I don't understand why he's bothered about a brick, am I not? Well, you'd have to ask him, and I would, don't recommend it, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's with that, he raises up the cleaver, Andy, yeah? I close my eyes thinking this is it and then I hear a dull thud like a I don't know whether that's it was duller than that and and he drops to the floor shit there's Mrs B what the fuck are you doing with a gravy boat up your ass you dirty little fucking pervert well, I explained to her that I was forced, you know, and how it happened, and I thank her for saving me. Yeah. Meanwhile, back in the fridge, Peter is trying to cheer up the alderman with some of his jokes, you know. So he said, mate, um, here's a couple of jokes, uh, you know, mate, take your mind off things. Like, he says, I had a mate, you know, quit his job like at the sewage works. He said it were boring just going through the motions every day. <laughs> My ass was really sore after a curry. The wife said, oh, right, ring sting. I said, why, what would they be able to do? What would they be able to do? <laughs> Robert, Robert, please, Robert, release me. Back in the kitchen. So, did you find any fucking eggs? I am gasping. And where's that fucking clown of a husband of mine? I tell him that tell her that the chef locked him in the fridge like you know what a fucking doyle that bloke is. Get him out, will ya? Nice cock by the way. <laughs> Peters is like a fucking chicken wing. So we get Peter and the alderman <laughs> We get Peter the alderman out of the fridge. Oh I love Hey look what I found in the fridge like it's a full box of hard boilers. Well, get the fucking peel, get them fucking peel sharpish, because I want to eat them on this shit. Yes, love. You're a good lad. You're a good lad, Peter. <laughs> You're a good lad, Peter. Sick as a fart in a bottle. But you mean well. Thanks, love. So, all's well wow. as well, isn't it? 
Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. I went to home base at the weekend, right? They're shutting down. Are they? A lot of them are shutting down. Do and know, do you know why? Tell me. Go on, were you going to say something? Which, I'll have a guess. Go on. Because they haven't, like, got that ambience of a garden centre where... <laughs> do you know what I mean? Where you can yeah. get Victorian sweets, cafes, pots. You yeah. know, like, it doesn't feel like a day out. It just feels like going shopping, going to home base. But home base isn't strictly a garden centre, though. It's DIY, isn't it? True, it's got, no, a, that's it's true. got a gardening offshoot. It's, not, it's yeah. not hardcore gardening. But what someone was saying was the reason is because... Um, so few people are buying houses now and do, doing them up and yeah. uh, fucking bastard landlords don't bother right so the DIY market is collapsing home base okay you you're like the financial times you Andrew. I am aren't I a little bit anyway you were at home base what happened I was just I was just telling you about because uh, I went it was just a little store I went to home base because I wanted you asked if I'd bought anything I, I wanted a, like a curved blade pruning saw right because I was cutting down this little quince bush thing no um, quince eh yeah, I mean, I, I inherited it with the house, Andy. Before you start getting on me back about it, um, so it's like I was saying, you know, like home base. It was it, I didn't get there was no cafe Alsatian. There's not even a cafe. Wicker shit, any of that. It, so it was quite functional. You need to go to Clears Garden Centre near Washington. Clears. Clears. Is yeah, that a good day? It's got out? a lovely cafe as well. Yeah, it's a proper garden centre. That. I wonder if that was where Peter was going. Is it outside of Newcastle? Just on the outskirts of Washington. Oh, it sounds like maybe that was where Probably he was, was going. Yeah. yeah. So I went to like the, um, the gardens in like a plant area. You know, like like a massive greenhouse. So it's fucking hot in there. Yeah. So I went in there. Um, do you know it's humid? A bit like um, your toilet after you've had a really long drawn out Todd Andrew you know like the bit of humidity levels will have risen yeah so it's like it's like, do you know sliding doors it's big the sliding film. doors get you in there right the film yeah and they'd stop working I oh. was in there and I wouldn't open right right I'll tell you the truth <laughs> and there was no like obvious like red button yeah. call staff problems or whatever and I was the only I've gone really early I was the only one in the area and I waited by the fucking window, just, you know, to wave at a member of staff. Yeah. But then a staff member appeared at the far end, like at the back end of this, you know, like, um, I don't know, where, where the public aren't allowed, you right. know what I mean? God, there's and, a lot of jeopardy in this story <laughs> so far. So he beckons me to follow him out through the delivery area you know like storage area yeah so we walk and back there it's like another home base there's all aisles all with forklifts ready to pick stuff another one well you know what I mean it almost could be a shot it's all the stuff the stocks all oh, right, stacks got, up yeah. and everything well as I'm walking through I see the curved blade pruning shears the ones that you're after yeah, yeah. and I said, to, I said to the fellow I said is it, that's what I came for is it alright if I grab a pair right yeah so he picks up a curved blade pruning saw right and then he turns to me, right, 
and he says, Shut your mouth and take your trousers off, you fat pig! <laughs> God, it's a South African fire, Andrew. He's a gangbanger. Well, what, what am I meant to do, Andrew? You tell me, right? He's got a curved blade pruning saw, like about two inches from my neck, right? Yeah. And I'm not like a hero sort of character. No, you're not here. Right, so he says, Get on your knees and thrust your bottom up towards the chicken wire. <laughs> I said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, mate. I don't know where the chicken wire is here. He said, top shelf, by the Victorian lamppost shafts, you prick. So I point me backside right up towards the chicken wire, right? He says, right, feed the curved blade pruning saw into your anus. Handle first and sing January, February by Barbara Dixon. Lovely song. Yeah. So I'm singing, January, February, don't you come around. Why you say you're leaving and then you turn around. And before you I know it. Don't settle down. You got both feet on the ground. Sorry. Yeah. Before you know it, the handle has slipped in. I think it really helped singing. Handle first. Nice, nice yeah. touch. But I can't bring myself to feed the blade in. It's just too scary. I said, look, mate, can I ask you, what is like your end game here? What? <laughs> What outcome are we after? Do you just want me to suffer? Or, or like, is there something more to this? He says, I want you to be ashamed so that you will agree to be my friend. I'm thousands of miles from Joburg here and it's mighty fucking lonely. I say, mate, honestly, you've got the wrong book. I've had snakes up there, gravy built boats, fuel tanks. <laughs> honestly, it really don't bother me. It's not. I won't go and be it's ashamed. It's like a brick up there. Honestly, you know, you've just unlucky for you, mate. You just got the wrong book. He said, look, look, I've got the wrong guy. I says, listen, mate, I'm real. I'm perfectly happy to be your friend. Why don't we get get a coffee, have a chat, talk about what we might have in common? You know. He says, I'd like that big time. <laughs> So I said, right, well, home base hasn't got a cafe. It's much more functional destination, you know. So what, say, I meet you over the road at Wyvale Garden Centre in about an hour. He said, oh, the deal, bro, I can't wait. <laughs> so I got out, phoned the police and had him arrested as soon as oh, he arrived at Wyvale. But Andrew, best thing was, I kept the curved pruning saw up my arse. And oh, so I got right. him as a freebie. Nice one. It kind of worth it, I reckon, don't you? Yeah, definitely. Do you think that would be so like... You trotted out with the blade sort of hanging out like a tail? Yeah. So, you know, I suppose they might have seen, but it would be difficult to approach a customer and say, excuse me, sir, um, could you remove that from your hand? You know, it's, they wouldn't want it back, would they? Or maybe they just didn't see, They wouldn't but want it back, I don't think, in that do condition. you think that story was a bit like the usual suspects, you know, with like a surprise baddie and like a twist at the end? Uh, and like, no, because I could see what was coming. You knew I was going to nick it? Was, no, I knew he was going to turn up. You knew that well, was a South African story. As soon as he said the word beckoned, yeah, uh, he beckoned me. I thought, oh, I see what's happening here. Right here. How many? Um, oh, did you? You would have took him up the showbiz centre, wouldn't you? The South. Uh, if he was a real friend, yeah, of course yeah. I would. You're allowed one guest a month. Do you think? Isn't that a crazy rule? One think, a month. Do you think that'll ever be me? Doubt it, Andrew. No. Uh-huh. I've got to be honest with you. I don't consider you showbiz. Well, you said you would have took him and he was jamming a tool up your arse. <laughs> well, That's not showbiz. If, if jamming tools up arse isn't fully showbiz, <laughs> I don't know what is, Andrew. I'm doing this wrong. Hey, I had a winter break last week. What does that mean? You know, like, uh, so, you know, some. Well, you went, went off somewhere? Yeah, I went off somewhere. Some, you bastard. <laughs> for some. I went to Mallorca. What do you Did think you? of that, lad? What do you, you know think what? of I, that? I've, I've got a very um, similar plan. 
but it's a plan that'll not come off. Yeah. Because I've just got too much going on. He'll get you. But, uh, you know, we've got like two weeks and then it's Brexit and then it's going to be impossible to leave the country, isn't it? Oh, I don't Probably. know, Andrew. You'll get out somehow. They'll let you the out. Tunnel for out. Sake. <laughs> so I went to Mallorca. Was it nice? Yeah, we're doing a TV show. Oh. But what, I don't know what you think this will be like. It's you go back abroad, they mm-hmm. take you back abroad to a place where you went abroad. Right. When you were a teenager. Okay. And you try and have the same order. Right. I think we're all right. Oh, if that was me, then I'd probably go to a record shop near the Acropolis. Is that was that your teenage memory? It's one of them, yeah. Amazing the things you remember, yeah. isn't it? So it was about twenty degrees. Right. I'm going to make you jealous. I'm going to tell you what I did. Go on. <laughs> um, I got there two days before filming, right? So I could maybe get a couple of Sinking hours. Sinking a cloud Well, just have a you know relax. So I'm at a posh posh ish hotel. Right, and I asked if there was like a beach nearby that would yeah. be a bit secluded. You know that beach yeah. you dream of, kind of thing. Yeah. And he said he knew about it. Yeah. And here's the thing, Andrew. Get this, because it was a poshish hotel. He asks me if, because I asked him where the beach is. He says, "Does he want the hotel to prepare me a picnic, cold box picnic oh, for the nice. beach?" Oh, nice. That's a nice touch. That. Yeah. So there's two things I hope have upset you: a secluded beach and a picnic. With a picnic. And then you yeah. got there, and it was the same beach from when you were, a <laughs> and you, you dug up the hammer you buried when you were there. No, I wish. Fifty years ago. Get this, Andy. Guess what he says to me? What? There was different prices. That shows the most expensive. <laughs> well, I said, really "You get a that. fucking fully prepared lobster." <laughs> 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 so. What did I do? I said, yes, yes, thank you, Garçon, <laughs> and all that business. So um, he got me a taxi, took me down the beach, about four miles away, and I promise you, it was totally empty. There was one old lady yeah. sat under some rocks, you know, like a Spanish old lady, yeah. sat there mending nets or something. Yeah. That's it. And you're sat there in your army surplus shorts and your slippers. I was in the lobster. I was in like you know those. And not a handkerchief <laughs> on your head. <laughs> so I opened Stop me- my big ball patch from getting burnt. <laughs> I opened up my um, cold box, beers, two bottles of beers, <laughs> bread, and like a pot of prawn mush. Oh, you yeah, know what yeah. we call that salad. But Andy, this is what you'll enjoy. No fucking lobster. Oh, what? Yeah. Did you not check it before you went? No, I fucking Mug. didn't. And I was really pissed off because I had it quite <laughs> right. I had it on my mind. You know, like um, fat bloke like mm-hmm. me on a beach with a lobster. Lobster that's around the stuff his of, mouth. That's the stuff of dreams. Yeah. Bits of shell everywhere. So Never mind. Then it got. So I was just sat there and I I couldn't relax anymore. I had it on my mind. Then I hear like a moped coming. Right. The bloke riding it. Oh, God, it's a thing. The bloke riding it is waving at me. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but listen up. I'm it's listening. the concierge fella. Oh, he come, come after you with Get a lobster. Get this. Right. All huffy and puffy, right? <laughs> and he's brought me, me lobster, right? I said, oh, mate, are you, you're never going to know how much how grateful I am for you doing that. He says, fuck off with the thank you and take off your knickers. <laughs> so... I mean, oh, I didn't say you're South African. They didn't mention no, that, South no. African. I would have, would have remembered. Well, what can I do, Andy? Because like, he's in charge of a moped. Take so him off. He's in charge of a moped, so he's obviously a tough nut, isn't he? Yeah. So I take off my trunks, you know, and I said, look, look, mate, what do you want? He says, I want you to feed this lobster into your anus. Bend over and keep stam. So I, do, I bend over, and he says... Here, lube up with this prawn batter. Butter. Butter. <laughs> I'm not a monster. 
<laughs> and that that is a nice gentle touch of it. Yeah. So I do that and I can feel the, you know those little poles that come off lobsters' faces? I don't know what they are. I can feel them gently tapping uh, against me yeah. ass cheeks. Probes, I think they call them, they? You know. So he says, here we go, mate, fucking lobster party on the beach. I'm starting to feed it in. <laughs> then I hear like a, just a soft thud in the sand and I turn round and I see the old lady <gasps> stood above him with a big rock in her hand. <sighs> I say, oh, Gracias, gracias. Chris que habría puesto esa langosta on mi ano? <laughs> Which means, do you think he would have put that lobster into it's my anus? anus yeah. And she said, Si, sí, senor, putras panadillas tenes cu ano anosos. Which roughly translate no, sorry, she said, Si, sí, senor, putos pandillas tienes que amaralos, which roughly translated means, Yes, sir, fucking gangbangers, you gotta love them! <laughs> so, Andy, you know, it's all that matters to me is for any period of time, hey. did you think that wasn't a South African story? Quite a big part. Yes! yes. Until the moped, <laughs> until the moped arrived. <laughs> So, as you're aware, Andrew, I don't actually have a functioning ray gun at the moment. Yeah, I'm very sorry about so that. Are there any plans to get it refunctioned in the near future? Listen up, Andrew. So, I went up to North London oh, to inquire about the repair yeah. Yeah, at Infinity Rocket Plastic, uh-huh. Plastics yeah, to see if um, I could get a, a reconditioned unit in the meantime. Just to tide you over. Yeah. Or maybe replace it with a new model, you know? You just wanted a solution, didn't you? Well, I'm, yeah, I haven't got a ray gun, Andrew. Bloke was nice about it. I think they feel guilty that my ray gun has now been from Ipswich. Hmm. And now I'm informed it's in Gdansk in Poland oh, for God. specialist attention. Right. Well, he took me into the rear workroom to look at a few models, yeah? Mm-hmm. Blonde lass from the Ukraine, skinny fella from Finland. <laughs> <laughs> in bathing suits. Yeah, that was just kind of for the lols, for a bit of fun. Yeah. But actually, it is a photography studio oh, as well. Oh, so it was legitimate. Interesting, yeah. isn't it? And uh, just as they were leaving, so he lets me have a go of a couple of Ooh. ray guns. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm in heaven. So We did a good space, a good space to... It is like around. a firing range. Yeah. And you do, like, he's got... Um, it looks like plasma. I'm sure it's not plasma. Yeah. But, um, so he let us have a go of the Zeltron 60... Yeah, which is very, very effective apparently against uh, winged enemies. That's an upgrade on your current one, isn't oh, it? For Did sure. we not tempted to just buy for one sure. of them and forget about Gdansk? Well, I like the look of it, but then I tried a Pfizer ZX, right? Mm. Very good against climbing enemies. Yeah. And do you, you know general assholes? Yeah. Like train drunks. Climbers, scramblers, maybe. HGV drivers. Yeah. That kind of person. So. I then tr- um, I thought it was very good, but I handed it back to him. He points it straight at my face. Shit. Take your strides off and point your bat at the cornice. <laughs> he was South African, hadn't he? Yeah, but he was, what, wasn't he? What could I do? He's got a Pfizer ZX pointing at me. You've got to do it. And it's anti-climber. I'm an excellent yeah. climber, as you know. So I did, did what right. I asked. Right, he says. Right. I'm going to feed the barrel of this Helicon P40 into your anus and let's have a party in your descending colon. Um, so I feel him feed it, feeding it in, you know, yeah, yeah. and then he pulls the trigger. Oh, God. Ah! 
Say stop, stop, please stop. He says, Ha, your gun will be ready when it's ready. These are complicated units, you fucking dollop. <laughs> well, suddenly it stops. It stops? Yeah. And I hear him scream, yeah? It's the finished model. And he's blasted him with the um, Zeltron 60, you know, the earlier model I tried. Yeah. He's come back in. Oh, I said, oh, God, f- thanks, mate. I don't know how much more of that I could have taken, you know. <laughs> And he says, <laughs> finish. <laughs> oh, finish? What is that? I don't know. Gangbangers. <laughs> You've got to lo- fucking love them. <laughs> That's good enough for yeah. me. I had to drive up to Leeds the other day. Oh, it? did you? Yeah. To pick me son's stuff up from his digs, like, because he's... Well, he just abandoned it, had he? Legged it. No, he was leaving. He's moving back down south. So could he not bring her back himself then, in like a taxi or something, or on the train? Well, I suppose he could have Bob perfectly happy to drive him up and drive him back. Oh, he was with you? He didn't just send you up? No, I went up with him. Oh, OK, that's all right then. So, that's reasonable. <laughs> so it was a long long drive, so we stopped halfway at M&S mm-hmm. on the services. You know, do, you, do you like M&S being on the services? Uh, I don't often use it. It's, it's all right that it's there, but I don't often use it, to well, be honest. Not as a Greg's anyway. Oh, man, the queue at Greg's. Ridiculous, isn't it? Shit. Yeah. So I mean, like, services was at Weatherby. Um, we're about half halfway down. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't run the air one. So um, I was looking for a good car snack. Yeah, yeah. Which for me would have been a Greg's cheese and onion, but I want queuing. Fifty fifty people in the queue can't mm-hmm. be bothered with that. So I went into M and S looking for a good car snack, and it was a really hard choice. Do you know your M and S well? I'm not really. <sighs> I'm not a regular consumer of MS goods, but go on. Because I said to me boy when I got back in the car, I said, I couldn't decide between two things. Can you guess what they are? And he nailed it instant. But well, he, he knows you better than I do, doesn't yeah. he? He knows your ways and your habits. Well, it was a ch- I had to choose between a chicken quarter right. or a scotch egg. Okay. Um, I would have said mini scotch eggs would have been one of the things. No, it's pro- you have to buy two two proper scotch eggs. I'll tell you what, they're only a quid. It's not bad, That's is all it? right, yeah. For MS. Um, and so, on the road. Yeah. I decided to get both. <laughs> is that it? Anyway, well, what, why did I start telling you this? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> um, so when I got there, anyway, I, I don't know if you'd be the same, but like, I didn't want to go inside, right? Because it's a shared house with other lads, and it's going to be a state in it. Yeah, it's just something I didn't really want. You didn't to have your crime file uh, protective gear. On. I just didn't want to see it, so I sat on a neighbour's wall waiting inside. It was while... a low wall. Nice, beautiful low brick wall Good. with a cement header. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, sat on the neighbour's wall while he packed his stuff up and the bloke pulls up in his car. It was like being Yorkshire. All right, Bob, I thought it were you. Fucking hell, you're a short ass in real life, aren't you? Isn't it weird? I said, oh, yeah, fair, yeah, you know, you're right. to be fair. I mean, I laughed mainly, mainly of course, because it's true. Yeah. And I, t- I, to, I told him I was picking my son up. He says, can I up selfie? I don't find you very funny, but uh, I suppose I should have a photo. Just because. This is yeah. true. This is what people say. Yeah. You know, whatever. So I leant down to his window and he took his photo. Then he drove off shouting, I'll read ca 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 or something. Did they do that as well, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> I go back, sit on my wall. A nice, fluffy black cat came up, said hello. Oh. And I remembered, Andy, I hadn't had my chicken quarter. Oh, so I got it out the car, started eating it on the wall, and the bloke comes out of the house asking what I was doing on the wall. I said, oh, I'm just waiting for my son. I'm picking him up from next door. And he suddenly, he grabbed me like by my collar, yeah? 
yeah. pulled me backwards onto his front lawn. Yeah. Right? How dare you fucking... <laughs> How dare you eat fucking chicken on my wall? He's South African. Oh, yeah, yeah. I said, oh, yeah, mate, 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 it's not, it's not just any chicken, it's M&S chicken. You know, which was a pathetic thing to say, <laughs> wasn't it? I don't care about his fucking origin. Take his strides off and put your horse up towards my satellite dish. <laughs> Well, Andy, he's about six foot. Six foot. He's got a tattoo on his arm that says "No Future" or something. <laughs> so I, I guess he's like pretty lost yeah. and capable of anything. So I do yeah. as I'm told. He said, "Take that chicken quarter and feed it into your anus. Wing point first. So I spread my cheeks like with the one hand, you know, and I'm just about yeah. to start feeding the chicken quarter in when I hear a screech of brakes and and the man. The South African man, I could see his legs run off back into the house Oof. where it's the bloke who wanted the selfie. Oh, right, yeah. He'd come back because the photo was shit. <laughs> so how lucky was that? Really I said, oh, lucky. thanks, mate. Did you, I said, did you see what he was making me do? He said, um, ah, fucking gangbangers. You got to fucking love them, though, eh? In it. <laughs> I said, hey, would you like this um, M&S chicken quarter as a thank you? He says, no, it all right. I got a photo of it adjacent to your anus. That'll do me, son. <laughs> Did you think that story is a bit like trading places, you know, with me on the street uh, eating food and yeah, like a, a beggar and much, that? Yeah, quite a lot like it, yeah. Thank yeah. you. And can I also point out that I knew immediately at the start of that story where it was going? Did you really? I did. As soon as you said you'd gone somewhere, I thought, yeah, I know where this is going. So that's... South Africa. Um, look, so listen up. Um, I'd like to start uh, with Steve McLaren. You said that in a very sombre manner, as if something <laughs> terrible to put <laughs> No, but, well, I, not necessarily... I come so. to you with news of Steve McLaren. Steve and Casper yes. uh, were out in the clown car, Steve's clown car, yep. having a nice drive around Derbyshire. So that's a nice county, isn't it, Andy? It, it is. You know, I've only been there once and I had a lovely time. Probably, uh, maybe the most beautiful of the Is English. Alton Towers there? Is that what? Oh, yes, it's not yeah. so beautiful in Alton yeah. Towers, Andrew. I thought it was good. Well, you took your nippers there, did you? Um, I went on Easter weekend and... I didn't know this, but apparently Easter weekend at Alton Towers is when the travelling community descend right. on Alton Towers right. en masse. Yeah. And it was it was lively. That's you all I'm saying. You it mean was, fighting? It, there was a police presence. <laughs> it was great. A police present. <laughs> yes. You could get a presence. Presence. You got presents off the police, yeah, when you went in. Yeah. So like Santa's the, Grotto. They're in Derbyshire. Carry on. And they're parked up in Berkwell. Mm-hmm. Right. So Steve says Right, Casper. This is Bakewell, the home of the Bakewell Tart. It's a yummy, scrumptious combination of short crust pastry, frangipan, strawberry jam and flaked almonds. Oh, Casper, it's like eating bubbles of laughter and funniness whilst you're having your toes tickled by a fluffy bunny. So they put the big plastic omelette cover over the clown car and they walked into the beautiful town of Bakewell. And just as they got to the first baker's, Casper stopped. Stopped dead, Andrew. Oh. You know, and indicated that he wanted to go into the junk shop that they'd just passed. How did he indicate? Did he just point his face towards points, it? He points his face towards yeah. it, yeah, and his tongue laps oh. towards the um, yeah. intended location. Oh, Casper, come on. Are you still trying to find that hand drill for your woodwork project? Casper <laughs> nods. 
Oh, well, you pop in and have a look, and I'll meet you in the bear guest next door. <laughs> so Casper disappears into the junk shop, and Steve wanders into the baker's, right? Yeah. Hello, Mr. Baker. I want a nice big succulent bakewell tart, and I wondered if it would be possible <laughs> to have the letter C for Casper iced on top of it in yellow. Well, first the baker says straight away that for a special order, got to give 24 hours notice, you oh, know. Yeah. And then he noticed that it was Stephen Claren. Yeah. Know, he used to manage around those parts. He did. So he agreed reluctantly to, <laughs> to do a quick icing job for him, right? Yeah. So they went behind the counter into the bakery room and the baker filled a large icing bag with bright yellow icing. Right. For that C for Casper. Then the Baker turns round. You're right. Yeah. The baker turns round and says, <laughs> Take your Aloyd Schlecks oh! off and your Andes. He was South African. And, he was, yes. Unusual in Bakewell, isn't yeah. it? What the dickens is going on? I only came in for a personalised tart. <laughs> is your mind out of sequence? <laughs> well, at that, the baker picked up a marble rolling pin and brandished it at Steve. So that's quite a weapon, isn't it? Yeah. If you think about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, OK, OK. I don't want any trouble. I've just had a gastric pan fitted. <laughs> right now. Get on the floor, raise your buttocks in the air and stare at the marzipan dispenser on top of that machine. <laughs> Steve does as he's told. And take that fucking flaky pastry off your forehead. It's turning my stomach. That's not flaky pastry. That's my hair island. My hair island. And the baker smacks him on the head <laughs> with the rolling pin, yeah? <laughs> Never sing in a bakery. It can make the eclairsty flight. <laughs> now feed the nozzle of this icing bag into your anus and empty the lot. Well, I try, but I'm very worried about my castrate band. <laughs> Don't worry, my brother had the same op and it proved very durable. <laughs> so Steve began feeding the nozzle in. Just as he started, he heard the baker scream mm. out in agony and <laughs> drop onto the floor. It was Casper, with his tail wound around the handle of his hand drill, drilling the bit deep into the baker's calf. Thank you, Casper, you brave little warrior. Steve grabbed the drill and the tart and ran back to the car. So they sat in silence under the omelette cover, listening to the patter of the rain and tucking into their Bakewell tart. Do you think he really would have made me feed all that icing into myself? (laughs) And Casper gave a look as if to say, Yeah, gangbangers, you've got to fucking love them! (laughs) I'm so pleased you found your drill, Casper, and I can't wait to see the nest of tables you're making for me. (laughs) And that was their day out in Berkwell. Well, that's kind of... um justice I suppose for what he did in Derbyshire last time what with his destroyers and exit destroy and exit yeah yeah Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. 